Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to episode 273 of the Sources Say podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR podcast network. Sources Say is brought to you by our good friends at Justice Dental. Visit one of their two Lexington locations. It's on Blazer Parkway and Wellington Way by scheduling an appointment online at justicedental.com or by calling 859-543-0700. You can even send a text message to one of their friendly team members at the same number to ask a question or make an appointment. Now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Dr. Thompson, Dr. Justice, and their team strive to provide you with good oral health and a comfortable environment. The Justice Dental team looks forward to seeing you soon. I'm your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined for a uh, wake up and taste the coffee edition of Sources Say uh, with my buddy, uh, Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Good morning, Sean. That's the second time you've told me good morning because you woke me up with a phone call. <laughs> And uh, I somehow got in my matching polo with you, a bird dog's polo, and uh, we're good to go. What a uh, an unbelievable morning. So I wake up like eyes barely uh, <laughs> awake to still gotta get the sleep out of my eyes. It says uh, Vesic uh, announces commitment at 6 a.m. on just like, did you see the com- commitment by chance? I haven't seen anything. I've literally <laughs> got up and I'm on sources say. So, so he goes on his Instagram story and it is just like the most casual blue backdrop, the casual Instagram story font. And it just says, I have received an offer from John Calipari and the university of Kentucky. I will be playing there next year. Go cats. Like it was, it's like the most normal commitment post in announcement I've ever seen in my life. And what what a morning like what what a, a a weekend it's been an absolute roller coaster ride uh so we had kind of talked leading up to our last show and the reason why we had to be so touchy and and walking on eggshells and very secretive about what we were saying you Chant, why were, why do we go in depth on international recruiting and a a clear point of emphasis for john calipari in the very near future and why it could be something to keep a very close eye on in the very near, near future Thank you. This is why we finally get the commitment of Zvonimir Avisic out of Croatia, seven foot two big man who does not play like a big man. Uh, Sean, there's so much to like about this commitment. If it, it is August 1st and for you to add a player of this caliber who is very clearly a potential first round uh, draft pick potential at, at minimum right now uh, in this past draft, he w- he withdrew as a uh, as a likely second rounder, but very clear first round potential talent that Kentucky is adding August 1st. Uh, if Trey Mitchell was fate, uh, Sean, what exactly is uh, Zvonimir Avisic for John Calipari at this stage? He's John Calipari is what it is. And, and it's crazy. Like we, we go back to June and that press conference that you and I talked about on this show and, and Cal was talking about August and, and guys being available and transfers and all this stuff. Well, this isn't what he was talking about but this is something that 
you know, happened in, in recent weeks. And Kentucky goes on an international trip and then they play well. And Cal starts talking, you know, about getting players from Canada. And then you see Kentucky going out. And we had that uh, snippet on the sources say last week talking about international recruiting. And this is why, like John Calipari goes out and gets this guy and he fits everything that Kentucky did in Toronto, but adds what Kentucky was missing on the defensive end. And that's what makes this so intriguing, so appealing. Kentucky, to me now, is solidified itself as a top 10 team. From what we saw in Toronto, from what they're adding here, Bradshaw back, this is a basketball team. you got to give John Calipari a ton of credit for what he's put together. I know early in the summer we were panicking and talking that they only had seven uh, players on the roster and they were freshmen. No, if this is a really good roster put together. And this guy, I'm telling you, that this is one of those guys that you're going to have a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz around his frame, the things he can do. Just uh, a great day for Kentucky basketball and what Kentucky wants to do. And, hey, I said we're going live at nine. Hopefully Kentucky's trying to win number nine. Maybe it's a, it's a good sign. And we're going to talk about the ins and outs of what this kid is, what what he brings to the table, the good, the bad, the ugly, the very good, the the excellent that he does. There's just so much to like here. But uh, first and foremost, shout out to this Kentucky coaching staff for uh, when there was talk about Kentucky potentially adding and Folly Dante uh, from Oregon, it was almost immediately shut down as not that guy, not that guy. Like he's not an option for us because this is something that Kentucky – has had in the works for a minute now. And this has been their uh, best kept secret uh, all the way up until basically the final uh, final hurdles leading up to the weekend. This was Kentucky's well-kept secret. They did everything in-house. They kept everything uh, as silent as possible going up to that, uh, that New York City trip to, you know, gather some funds and and talk with the collective and, and, you know, see if you could put together a, a, no crap offer for this kid of, you know, Hey, we got a really cool opportunity for you here at the university of Kentucky. you got the platform. I know you, you know, you have already kind of the NBA's eyes on you right now, but you have a platform here to do something unbelievable. You, if you want to be a lottery talent that you clearly have the gifts to do, why don't you come here and put it on college basketball's biggest stage and become a lottery pick for us while we win a national championship? Like it was an unbelievable pitch that Kentucky worked their absolute butt off to make happen. John Calipari, Orlando Antigua, Chuck Martin, Chin Coleman, the entire, I mean, from, from top to bottom, this was a well-rounded recruiting effort that, uh, they they went above and beyond to make sure leaks didn't happen until they they were literally out of the the program's control. I mean this this was an unbelievable effort on on Kentucky's side, the coaching staff to get this thing done. Uh, it, when when there's such a deep international pool of talent, Sean, that we've talked we talked about uh, extensively on the last episode. When the twenty four class is looking the way it is, and and you know some uncertainty there, why not? do what some of these other programs have been doing Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona, but better. If you can go get a guy like this at this stage, I mean, what an unbelievable get and, and all in effort T- tip of the cap. I wish you had your bird dogs hat with you tip of the cap to what uh, John Calipari, Chuck Martin, Orlando Antigua, Chen Coleman did, did with this one, because this was an absolute home run from top to bottom. Yeah. K- Kentucky won the summer especially the last four or five weeks of it when it when it comes to positive PR and buzz and what they did in Toronto and, and getting Antonio Reeves back and, and adding Trey Mitchell. And then now the news today, 
and I know that there's there's some people are probably saying like you know you guys might want to slow down on some things like we don't we don't know what he can be and stuff but there you see the tape and you see the potential and I see the fit and that's what gets me excited about it it's it's the fit of what he adds to the roster like he the thing and we'll dive into this as the show goes along but the things Kentucky was doing offensively in Toronto we had a lot of questions on this show about would Aaron Bradshaw and Ugana returning, would it change things offensively? And then Cal at the end of that trip said, no, we're, we're not changing what we're doing. This recruiting win today confirms that because the things that they were doing in Toronto, he fits it well, but he also fits it alongside Trey Mitchell if they slide Trey to the four and play Avisic at the five. So like, there's a lot of lineup combinations that John Calipari can do, Jack, but the talent that's there, I, I, I told you this the other day uh, on Sunday, me and you were talking that it would this this is the type of kid that if he gets to Kentucky and he pops and, and it really takes off that could probably has the potential to be one of their higher draft picks if it hits. Like he has that type of skill set. The the guys that the NBA loves. It's it's going to be exciting to see how he develops and how this thing works out. But Kentucky's front court now has as much versatility as its backcourt does. And that is what has me excited about what this team could be long term. And there was there's so much talk, and, and you you knew that it would come uh, after this commitment that uh, fans are saying, oh well, this means Aaron Bradshaw isn't going to play, or oh, this means that Ugana uh, heard worse injury news than uh, the staff was anticipating, so they're scrambling for a replacement option. This, Sean, this is not a replacement get for Kentucky. This was John Calipari. You know, for all the people that say. Uh, Cal d- doesn't fill out his, his roster. He has 13 scholarships, but never uses them or, Oh, he's too loyal to guys. He, you know, he, he, he avoids a clear talent upgrade when it's available uh, out of loyalty. Th- this get was for all of those questions and, and those concerns and those gripes uh, in recent years. This was a John Calipari seeing this talent, understanding what this, this potential is and what he can be on the basketball floor, knowing how well he fits in with what their identity is and what they showed uh, in Toronto and saying, look, this kid, like the cream's going to rise to the top. Like it doesn't matter who's going to start. It doesn't matter how the minutes are going to unfold. This guy can take this team from being very good to great and a very clear title contender. If, if it's a hit, if, if it's a hit, Sean, it's a home run because he, there are just so many, what way too many physical tools here for it to not explode. If, if, if this works out the way it's supposed to. And, and that, so like this, this isn't a, a concern about Aaron Bradshaw's health. This isn't a concern about Ugo's health or, you know, whatever the case is availability. This is about John Calipari going out, having an eye for talent, talking to the right people about who can be a difference maker for this team and saying, you know what, screw it. Let's go get this kid. And I think that's the coolest part of all of this, that uh, this is a, this is just John Calipari calling his shot and saying, you know what, I love this kid. And I think that there's a fit here. Uh, let, Let everything else play out the way it needs to. Yeah, and and the things Kentucky was doing, like some of the get action that they ran with Trey Mitchell in Toronto, you're going to see him fit alongside that, and you're actually seeing some of that stuff in the tape. Uh, his ability to to stretch the floor and shoot the three. I was talking to you on Sunday about what he could do and how that could improve at Kentucky, and if he understands shot quality and stuff and takes better shots, and I think that you could see those numbers climb in, in college basketball. And then his ability to to play with the ball in his hands and run the floor in transition, get to the offensive glass and finish some dunks, rim run. Like there's so many things that he adds, but the biggest contribution to me is the defensive end and the ability to block shots. And John Calipari said it back this summer, my best teams have shot blockers. And you and I were discussing 
He didn't say where that had to come from. That ain't that ain't a coincidence. No, and it's I mean it's over three a game. I think three point four. I think his biggest impact will be from help side blocking shots. But you saw in a clip there he he blocked some threes. It led to transition opportunities. As soon as he gets a piece, he's gone. Like that's going to be his impact on this team is he'll be able to block shots. But you also don't give up anything offensively. And and we'll get into how it fits with the roster and and what it means for some other guys because obviously the thing that this adds now is competition. You have a lot of competition in the backcourt. The front court kind of you had a situation where guys were going to have to play regardless of what was going on, but now you have competition that's going to bring the best out in everyone, and it's a competition across the board. And that's John Calipari's best teams. It's not just shot blockers. It's when they have competitions within their own practices at all positions, and they have it now and depth of talent at these spots. Yeah, that that is uh, very exciting. I guess, so let, let's talk through some of the numbers. Uh, playing for the uh, ABA League this past year, the Adriatic League, 7.1 points, 5.2 rebounds, 1.3 blocks, and 14 and a half minutes per contest in 33 games, so pretty solid sample size there. Uh, and then in the league playoffs, uh, he kind of exploded there in that, that final uh Final series, 15.7 points, 8.3 rebounds uh, in the quarterfinal series against the eventual champion Partizan. Uh, And then um, at the U-20 European Championships, 11.4 points, 5.3 rebounds uh, and 3.4 blocks and 19.4 minutes per contest. So uh, this kid really exploded uh, at the FIBA U-16 European Championships and uh, I think the the 13.3 three points and 6.9 rebounds and uh, 5.1 of his 9.9 shots per contest came from deep. And again, this is uh, cannot stress enough. The, the stretching of the floor ability that this kid has like that, that's what he's known for. That's what he's uh, enjoyed. So, uh, you know, for people that are like, well, you know, why add another big, this chain, you know, could change that. Like he is known for being a floor spacer. This guy is capable of putting the ball on the floor and, and a really, really solid passer. Uh, Sean, we've talked about this extensively, the reason why he's not a clear lottery pick right now and the reason why he wasn't in this draft as a first round pick is because like he's he's raw he's rough around the edges um shot selection has to get better he's a bit reckless a bit turnover prone um he, he's one of those guys that at 7-2 understands the talent that he possesses and the raw tools that he has and he's kind of one of those guys Sean that like he knows he has all of it and he's just like all right I'm going to try to throw it all out there every possession I can to show what I can be and and prove that I have these tools to be a pro one day. And so there is going to have to be a period of time where John Calipari kind of takes him and kind of does what he does like with Rob Dillingham. If, if you want to call him a seven foot two Rob Dillingham, like there there are differences there, but like you, you that same mindset of, okay, we're going to have to bring you in kind of teach you structured basketball, let you understand, okay, this is a good shot versus a bad shot. These are good decisions. You don't have to make this pass here, pass here, you know, slow down. Like you have the tools. We, we understand you have the tools, but let's take a step back, take a deep breath and reel it all in. And that is going to be the adjustment period for uh, Vizic when, when he gets to the States, Sean, is, is there, there's so many, so many raw tools there. Uh, it's just about kind of, reining it in and, and, and keeping things under control. Uh, and there's a lot of confidence on Cal's side that like, like he just did it with Rob Dillingham. Things went really, really well. And I've heard nothing but good things about Rob behind the scenes outside of what we saw in Toronto that 
there is a buy-in factor with Rob that, you know, there was some concern about whether or not that would be the case. And he, and, and he has exceeded every expectation in that regard. It's going to be very similar with Visage. How can we get him reeled in? How can, you know, pl he play under control and unlock the best version of himself? while kind of knocking out some of the flaws and some of the, the, uh, the unnecessary mistakes that he brings to the table. And, and that's what I was getting at a moment ago about the three point percentage possibly climbing and, and seeing that improve is because when, once he gets here, if they can reel some of those things in, then he understands shot, shot quality. What's a, what's a good shot. What's a bad shot. And just getting in a structured system at Kentucky with what they're doing. You saw Rob really make better decisions in Toronto than what we'd seen at OTE and we'd seen in high school. You're, you're hoping that you see that with this guy too, with this kid. And if you see that across the board and, and to me, he's a guy that I, I think he's obviously going to buy into what Kentucky's doing. I'm sure that those conversations were already had and, and he fits what Kentucky did in Toronto. I think that's what makes this the biggest win. And uh, John Calipari, what back in the summer said, uh, real G's moving silence like lasagna. And uh, he moved silently with this one, Jack. And, and you and I talked about this a week ago and, kind of tried to hint at it without giving it away. And then boom, here we are a week later. It just so happens to fall on the day that we record sources say, and uh, we're starting the day with over 440 people right now on a live stream talking Kentucky basketball at nine 37 in the morning. That's yeah. that just shows the power of this fan base and, and the excitement that's around this team and, and everything. And, and what Toronto did Toronto added excitement. This piles on top of that. And then you get some more, too, with, with Bradshaw and, and those guys coming back from injury. Like, there's a lot of good news right now around this program. And that that's something that eight weeks ago we couldn't say. And that's why I'm so excited about this personally. Like, I, I understand the flaws. I understand the questions and the concerns. And, like, this this is not a flawless – again, if he was a flawless prospect, there, that he would be a first-round pick right now. He, he would have already been in, in the NBA. Uh, but the reason why this is so exciting, Sean, is there's there's so much upside that – if it's a hit again, it's, it's not just a home run. It's an absolute out of the park grand slam. Like th there is so much upside here that Aaron Bradshaw is expected back uh, on, on time. All of the physical tools that he brings to the table, the face up game, all that, that, that fun stuff. Ugan onion. So I said on the last show, I've said several times that uh, he's behind right now. He, he is absolutely behind. Uh, they're, they're, this is a really big hit for him in, in particular about uh, missing that development time on the floor in Toronto, missing these, these crucial practices in the lead up to the season. Kids are getting back on campus for, for fall semester and all that. Like he's going to miss some really, really crucial time. But when he comes back, he now doesn't have Jordan Burks as his backup center to, to bang against in the post. Like he, you now have the pieces to really get creative and work and, 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 figure out what this team is and figure out what cream is going to the rise, rise to the top. Like that, that's the coolest part of this. As you said earlier, Sean, the competition side of things, you now have an insurance policy. If there's any setback whatsoever with Bradshaw, any setback whatsoever with Ugo, I mean, there's seven footers with, with foot injuries, stuff happens. You never know until you know, but the, the fact that you now have a capable, like you don't have to throw Jordan Burks in there. It, it you know, champions classic and go well let's see what you got kid you now have three viable options down there alongside trey mitchell who is absolutely sensational in every regard as a passer as a playmaker as a decision maker high basketball iq guy in toronto you're adding him to the fold with everybody else it's 
this this is exactly what they needed from an insurance policy. It's exactly what they needed from a talent perspective, from a stylistic perspective about what they're trying to do and and just fit in general. It, it, like there are no boxes here that aren't checked for me, Sean. No, and it, it opened up. It opens up the international game too for Kentucky, with with where where they could go moving forward and things. But the overall structure of this roster to me is just so intriguing because you, you've got the shooting, you've got the good guard play. We saw that. Now you've got interior play that is versatile. With Trey Mitchell, you're seeing some of that passing ability that, that he had. Uh, you can get the same thing out of this piece and the, the scoring options in the post. But you also, the, the roster construction too that I've got to give John Calipari a ton of credit for is you have brought guys in like Jordan Burks and Joey Hart that you're, you look at as long-term pieces. Now, if it works out, that way, it's great, but we know the transfer portal and things and guys getting upset and finding other fits around college basketball is certainly a threat, but Cal has added and covered everything with this roster. He's got the guys that are immediate impact players. He's got the guys that you kind of look at, possibly diamonds in the rough, that if they hit this year, then they could have big years. If not, do you get a second year out of them or do you get long-term development for two or three years out of some of these pieces? Like The roster construction is beautiful. From what we thought it was going to be in June to what it is now, you got to give him a ton of credit with the moves he made to the staff, the moves he's made with this roster, the way that they looked in Toronto. John Calipari's biggest critics have to to tip their cap to him. It is because this was an incredible last six or seven to eight weeks of the summer, and and well done, great job. Yeah, so I, I guess there, um, if there are any questions about this move beyond just playing style or whatever it is, you know, if it ain't broke don't fix it. Like, I, I guess there are a lot of fans on Twitter, on message boards and, and whatever uh, saying, you know, the chemistry looks so good in Toronto, the, uh, the playmaking in, in small ball and, and like all of the things that they loved about, about Toronto, just on the court, off the court, all of it. They, they there are concerns, I guess, on, on the fan side of things uh, about how adding a player like of this caliber, this late in the game, could potentially change that. I guess, Sean, that's that's my question for you. Do you have any concerns on that front about you know th- these kids being happy and making sure that the the chemistry stays high uh, and that there's not going to be any you know internal struggles that that come with adding a piece this late? I mean, you obviously have some concerns, but then again, I think these were conversations that that Cal probably had within his team about possibly you know being you know open to adding someone else and seeing where they where they need a fit and if they, if there's a need there at that position like I would say that that Cal definitely had conversations within the team and stuff saying like hey like this is a thing like and, and stuff and, and then two Jack like competition brings out the best and I would not want John Calipari or this coaching staff to shy away from adding talent or adding a piece just because they're afraid of what it might do within with certain guys like you, you want those guys to eventually say, all right, if, if whoever's here, let's go play. And whoever deserves to play when it matters, will be on the floor. Like it always, it will take care of itself. The guys that deserve to be on the floor at crunch time in March, when Kentucky's fighting for a seed line or an NCAA tournament advance, those guys will be on the floor. And what this does now is if you have an injury, if you have something to one of those two that, that suffered an injury to a foot this summer, you have some depth behind it, but it's not just depth just to fill out a roster. It's depth that can go in and contribute. And we have no idea how good this kid's going to be. We don't know if he's going to end up being just a solid role player, if he's going to be a star, 
somewhere in between. We have no idea about a lot of these guys on this roster, but you have guys now, you have possibilities that it feels like some of them are going to hit, some of them are going to be role players, some of them not play as much, but Kentucky has options now, and those are where you your, your teams that are your best teams in college basketball. Like there, There's so many different lineup combinations that you can throw out now if you're John Calipari and get creative. Like I mentioned something to you the other day, like how he develops in the next few months with, with the ball in his hands. Do they mix in some some big to big screening between him and Trey Mitchell just to get creative and things like it just adds so much to what Kentucky can do and I just think it's a really good piece and, uh, and it's, it's a lot of excitement around the program and you know John Calipari is feeling good this morning. I, and I've heard through the grapevine, you know, behind the scenes of as this was all unfolding, like a level of confidence on John Calipari's side that was like, all right, you guys doubted me, like. Let's let's see what happens. And that part is cool as well. Just every doubt that fans have had and what media members like all of the doubt that has crept in throughout this offseason about, you know, is Rob Billingham going to make it on campus? What what's the deal with Rob? Is he going to be is he going to be here? Check those boxes. Is he going to be a distraction? Is he going to be this comes in the most low maintenance guy deals with everything like the, the, the staff really going above and beyond to make everybody feel comfortable and developing relationships with these kids and all that. And uh, you know, Jordan Burks, we talked about some of the, as he committed some of the like scuttlebutt behind the scenes of, of, you know, maybe he has rubbed teammates the wrong way and not the most coachable kid in the world or whatever. John Calipari going above and beyond to check those boxes and, and massage things so well. And, and that's why, when that's why I asked the chemistry concern because on paper, it wouldn't make a lot of sense for this to cause some disruption in, inside the locker room. You're at, okay, so we just proved that we can put up 100 points a game and beat every beat the absolute hell out of everybody we play in, in Global Jam without our two big seven-footers, and you want to go add another guy? Like, on paper, this could really disrupt a lot of stuff, but the like based on everything that we've seen with this coaching staff leading up to this event, I have no concerns about this whatsoever because of how well they have handled every individual, maybe iffy, shaky situation. They have, they have checked every single box necessary to keep, to keep, keep team chemistry high to make sure on court fit is right. Make sure, you know, check all of those boxes off. Like why would this one be any different? Like, Kentucky has uh, the, the coaching staff has reached out to the players. They, they, they didn't Jordan Burks didn't wake up and look at his phone and go, who the hell is a Vsich like this morning? Like that didn't happen. This has been in the works behind the scenes. They've gone above and beyond to massage this and make it clear. Like, Hey, are you cool with this? Are we, we're doing this, but I just want to make sure that you're cool with this. It's going to be some competition. You're going to have some people to battle and practice like Cal, the, again, none of, none of this stuff is by accident. Cal, Cal didn't send Chuck Martin to Serbia for the, the, the FIBA championships by accident. We said that on the last show. That was not an accident. All, everything that he has been doing has been calculated up to this point. And this addition from a chemistry perspective is is, is no change in that regard. Either. And, and us going on a, a five-minute conversation about international recruiting, you know, wasn't an accident either. We were trying to to kind of prep you for it, but we didn't know – how soon, how quickly this thing was going to get done and, and where it was going to be. But look, I mean, a week later, fast forward, and here we are, and Kentucky has a complete roster. But what it's done is it's opened up uh, some international recruiting that if this works out for John Calipari, and you know those are going to be options moving forward in college basketball. We talked about this 24 class, Jack, a ton, and we talked about the other day that 
it's not as strong in the high school ranks as some of the most recent classes and, and the ones that are going to follow it, that Kentucky's got to get creative with its roster. Does this open up a pipeline to more international recruiting for Kentucky? If it succeeds, the similar thing to what you're seeing Kentucky do with OTE right now, that if they, if they have success with a couple of OTE guys, then more than likely they're, they're probably going to get more from OTE. If this works, then Kentucky has a stronger footing in, in a hand when it comes to the international game and Kentucky being a place to for those guys to go play. Like this, this is a win-win. It's, it's Kentucky taking a chance, but it's a chance that makes a ton of sense for what you're wanting to do long-term as a program. And this is really good growth, I think, for Kentucky and for John Calipari. And, and what a great summer it's been for him. Yeah, and what a great summer it's been for Andy Ludicky and MyPerfectFranchise.net. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream, looking for a side hustle while working your current job, wanting to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy? Andy can help. Andy's a franchise consultant as well as franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. His services are 100% free, and he's here to help you if you have any questions about business ownership. You can learn more and contact Andy anytime at myperfectfranchise.net. And while we're... Uh, you know, paying some bills and knocking out our, our favorite partnerships. Uh, Got to love our guys at Bird Dogs as well. Bird Dogs makes you look good. They have a stretchy khaki, uh, stretch khaki short that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Uh, the, their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit uh, better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton, cotton uh, and they fix this issue by inventing cloud fit cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer look without having to sacrifice movement uh their anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long i'm currently wearing it in, in shirt for like i got this in the mail yesterday and i was like man okay I, i'm in love with the shorts i'm in love with the pants there's no way that i can love uh, a shirt just as much and here I am just enjoying it. First thing I did this morning, put this shirt on. Uh, absolutely. Oh, and look at that amazing hat, which guess what, Sean? Very convenient timing because if you go to birddogs.com slash KSR or enter promo code KSR, you get a free tech hat. We like we sold out of the the Yeti style tumbler, unfortunately. So like we just so kind of had to adjust fun. on the fly and go, you know what? The, these these tech hats are absolutely insane and, and awesome, and they look great as well. I can't wait to play golf in it while, while I'm wearing my Bird Dogs shirt. So shout out Bird Dogs. It's great stuff. Uh, go, go to birddogs.com slash KSR or enter promo code KSR for a free tech hat. You do not want to miss on this opportunity. Awesome, awesome stuff, Sean. Yeah, I can't wait to wear this at the Final Four next year. And, uh, no, this is the way – when I saw the signal go up this morning, this is what I put on. So I saw the signal in the sky and you putting out sources say, and this is exactly what I threw on. So, uh, <laughs> no, like this is a great hat. And this polo, it arrived at my front door yesterday. I opened my, Me too. I walked up to my front door and there it is. And I'm like, man, just in time for some breaking news episode of sources say, and, uh, wow. Great day. Bird dogs, seven, two unicorns, a lot of good. Oh, great stuff. Hey, hey Sean, I, I do want to ask, uh, from a, you, you talked about rotations, you talked about lineups that that intrigue you. Are there any in particular that uh, really intrigue you? I, I know Cal talked about his love for Justin Edwards at the four, his kind of changing of heart as the event went on day one, said, nah, Justin at the four is, four is never going to happen. We don't love that. And then by the end of the event, he was like, you know what? I think that there's something there. Now that you're getting Bradshaw back, now that you're getting Ugo back, now that we have a Visage here in the fold, 
Uh, how do you see that unfolding? What lineups in particular do you think are, are you going to be a big fan of? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into some tape and stuff back from Toronto and look at some of the stuff Kentucky was doing, and then dive into his tape and see where he fits with with some lineup combinations. But there's just so many. I mean, you you saw the lineups that they ran in Toronto, but you also you got the one. I know you could put Bradshaw and Avisic together if you want to because the the skill set fits with Avisic can slide and do the four and leave Bradshaw at that five spot and look. And just because it's the five. I don't think it's going to matter. I think Kentucky is going to be playing so positionless on offense that that dunker spot and, and stuff that that it's not going to matter what positions are numbered. Like guys are going to take threes, guys are going to put the ball on the floor and make plays. But that lineup too with with Reeves and, and Edwards and DJ and whether it be Reed or, or Dillingham, you put those four out there and it doesn't matter if it's Trey Mitchell at the five, it doesn't matter if it's Abisic at the five, like. Bradshaw at the five, like, look, I mean, there's so many different combos and looks Kentucky can do. But with the Visage, to me, what makes him so intriguing and appealing to where he fits with all these lineups is his offensive package that we know is good, but the defensive presence that he adds. I think that he can add something that the other bigs just, just cannot because he can cover the defensive end and the offensive end. It's his offensive game that I think probably is going to have to be what keeps him on the floor the most because I think his defensive game is going to be probably the best part about him immediately when he steps foot on campus. Uh, and and it's, and there's going to be some people that are going to be odd men out. Like we know that that's going to happen. Some people are going to have some uphill climbs. I, I think, and I don't want to get into negatives and stuff, but I, I mean, I just I'm I want to see what this means for guys like a Arrow. Like what does it do to yeah. yeah? What does it do to his role? Because we know that he had to slide and play some four and and some three. Like, but you have versatile pieces there that guys that can play 15, 20 minutes on any given night in the SEC. You need them, and you're going to have guys. I think their minutes are going to fluctuate. You're going to have guys that are going to play in the teens. Some nights they may play three or four or five, and that's going to be the struggle when it gets into the season of keeping everybody happy. That's where I think it lies is the inconsistencies in minutes that you could possibly have depending on injuries, foul trouble, needs, scouting reports. But Kentucky has options, and you got to have options to win national championships and get to Final Fours. I, I guess my next question is, Sean, do you, do you think if, – if you were going to say a, an off-season grade for John Calipari in this, in this Kentucky basketball program – like what D plus something, something in that range. You think yeah. D plus would that make sense? I, I just, I just, I cannot believe that. The timing of that, the, right? The, the, the uh, outlet who may not be named here uh, was willing to put out a premiere episode as Kentucky's in the midst of like clearly talking to this kid who is clearly going to change the dynamic of this, uh, of your off season grade. And for you to, go out of your way to put out a D-plus offseason grade for John Calipari at this point. Not my cup of tea, certainly not what I would do, but I, I think you can say very firmly that this is not a D-plus offseason for John Calipari, Sean. No, you, you got to put it, it – honestly, I think you got to put it more towards the A number, and, and that's not being a homer. That's not being just wearing Kentucky gear and all this stuff. That's just recognizing what Kentucky's done over the last – five to six weeks, not even eight weeks. It's been literally five or six weeks. You, you get Reeves back, and we know where that situation was, and we discussed it. And we talked about the concerns within this program. You get Trey Mitchell, and we know that that was – there's no way that was a part of a plan. Like, what happened with, with Bob Huggins? That one fell into your lap. Kentucky still had to get it done. They did. 
on in in between all this, you put a entirely new group of players on the floor in Toronto and had them mesh and share the basketball. I mean, that I don't think people you just don't snap your fingers and do that. Like that, that's that's John Calipari. That's this coaching staff. They they did that. They got these guys to play together for those four games. Now the challenge will be keeping that together. But then you go out and you add another piece today, one that just doesn't clog things up. It's not a panic get. It's not an emergency get. It's a I got him get. And add him to the roster and he fits what they're doing. I got to give Cal Perry an A. I have to. I got to give this coaching staff an A for how they handled the last six weeks. For everything that they lost from this roster to the way things looked on draft night to where they are now, you got to give John Calipari an A. And you cannot underestimate the chemistry side of things. The the ability for Cal to put all of these moving parts together the way he has. Shoot, with, with a, a Visage. This was such a complicated recruitment and and uh, addition, Sean, because it wasn't just going out and getting a kid to commit to you and saying, hey, do you want to play for the University of Kentucky? It was so much more complicated. You had to get him out of his deal, his overseas deal. You had to, A, make Kentucky an appealing off, you know, an appealing option for him from an NIL perspective, from a, you know, hey, what what platform are you going to give me to make sure I can reach my dreams better overseas with with at Kentucky than I would uh, as a premier guy this upcoming season for for this original team. So you're getting this kid out of his original contract, making sure your fit is made clear at Kentucky and then getting him into school, getting the, the eligibility side of things. Like there are so many moving parts that could have gone wrong here. Uh, and look, and I know there's some still some questions about his eligibility and stuff. Uh, and I will say uh, Kentucky did kick the tires with a Daimara, the, the, the kid from Spain who was terrific and very, uh, I think Mick Cronin announced last week that this week he was going to get a, an official announcement for uh, Mara. They were just in too deep with UCLA at that point. And, um, Cal still kind of had some concerns about his eligibility and I, I think was watching his situation closely to see, okay, what's his path to the States. If he can get in, then a visage, there's no reason why a visage can't either. So Cal went above and beyond looking at the, you know, steps three, four, five, six of this to cross every T and dot every single I with this to make sure there would be no snags. Like he would not accept his commitment right now if there wasn't unbelievable optimism, the reason why I think like it leaked Friday that this was happening, like this has been uh, not a, I I don't want to say a done deal, but Kentucky has been in in the clear driver's seat for well over a week now. And has been, if he got, if he were to come to the States and play college basketball, it was going to be Kentucky basically from the beginning. And uh, the reason why it didn't get announced till just now is because they were, you know, making sure everything, every T was crossed, every die I was, was dotted. And they just, they have really handled this process unbelievably well uh, and deserve every every bit of that. So, so like, j- just with his recruitment in particular, but all of them in particular, I don't know how you can say, say okay, you lost Chris Livingston the way you did. You lost Oscar Shibway the way you did. Antonio Reeves kind of up in the air, depending on how that was going to go. They got shaky for a minute. What was handed to John Calipari, Sean, and what he took with it and delivered as a result of that? D plus get the hell out of here, dude. Like, I, yeah. I, I just don't know how you can look at what he did and say this, this is anything short of an A. And, and then too, on top of that, like just, you have to factor in the way that they looked 
three weeks ago. You can't take that out of their summer. Uh, yeah. Like that's that's to me that's the biggest part of the summer is that they looked good. And 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 don't I'm not I'm not going to get caught up in the who they were playing and level competition. I don't care who they were playing. It was the way that they shared the basketball and played together. And the stuff that you put out Saturday or Sunday morning was it Saturday morning that you went to the uh, the signing? Yeah, Saturday morning. Yeah, the stuff that you put out with with Jordan Burks and Reed Shepard and those guys cutting up together and having fun like. Two guys that we didn't think were going to be college teammates eight weeks ago, and, and now they're college teammates, and they're cutting up and having a good time. And and Jordan's one of the guys that this this affects and, and stuff like this move and impacts and his his play. And he you knew that he knew the other day that that Kentucky was adding this piece, and he's still bubbly and energetic and having a good time. Like I just don't see how you can give them anything. If you want to go B plus, go B plus. If you want to, but you can't go anything lower than that. Like John Calipari, I mean, this was a great job they did this summer. And I feel like that that's a man in Toronto that said everything right. He said everything right in those interviews. Even the times that you thought that he was going to come back and be like, oh, I don't want Justin at the four. Or I don't like this. If he comes. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years. And I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Back the next day and says, oh, I actually do like it. And it was, I was like, okay, I'm seeing growth. And and the additions that he's made to the staff and everything, like it's all coming together. Kentucky's got a real chance to be very, very good. And that's, that's what you want. You want to have a chance for it to come together and he's got it. Like this is a roster that I think is going to be one of the, the more intriguing ones in college basketball. And it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to talk about, but man, uh, good summer. This kind of puts the cherry on top of it. And two with his eligibility, this feels like something that Kentucky wouldn't go all in on if they didn't know that it was going to be okay. Like when we had the, the discussions of Sompto would, would reclass if they would add somebody else. This seems to be something that Kentucky has definitely digested and stuff and, and taken all angles and everything and looked at it, that they know that this thing's getting done. But also this keeps Sompto in 24, and, where and they want about, it to be. And how about that as well? Because – you go above and beyond to secure a commitment for Santo Cyril and have him as your backup option, your your in your back pocket guy. Where Santo, if if Kentucky wanted him right now, Santo would be here. Like the the eligibility, the reclass stuff. There, yes, there are like a very small number of snags left. But when push comes to shove. Cal would be able to get him here. He would be eligible. He'd be reclassed. No questions asked for Kentucky to, to not only go all in with a visage and say, let's make this happen. We're going to make this happen, but also have your backup option in case that fell through as you're okay. Well, you can do a whole hell of a lot worse than a 610, 250 pound, absolute freak of nature athlete as your, eh, I guess, I guess so type guy. Like it, Cal didn't just go above and beyond to, get the surface level stuff. He, he, he was focused, as I said earlier on step three, four, five, six, in case something fell through in case, you know, 
contractual issues or NIL issues. Like, how about that? Like, Kentucky is also playing with the big dogs, bird dogs, big, do- big dogs of, of NIL too. Like, this wasn't just a, hey, come play for the University of Kentucky for free. Like, they had to go above and beyond and make sure that their NIL pitch was right. And, uh, you, you know, Cal talked to the right guys and hit his friends up and said, hey, you know, we got to be serious about NIL. And, like, I don't think there was some magical NIL change that just flipped in the last couple of weeks. Like I, I think Cal's been serious about NIL for, you know, for months now. And uh, there's been an understanding that, you know, we, we have a platform to compete with the best of the best, like on top of just organic growth, like an Oscar Sheeway or, you know, however, like they, they're also very competitive with NIL. This, this was a proof that Kentucky is now, uh, proving their 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 competition and competitive at, mindset going into NIL, and I think that's a huge part of this as well. And it's a chance to continue branding yourself internationally when it comes to recruiting and, and things like that. Like it's just a, it's a win win for me for the program. It's it's a win for Avisic. It's a win for Kentucky's current team. It's a win for Kentucky moving forward in this this world of college basketball and recruiting that's ever changing and, and evolving. Like it's it's different every year. There's changes. And this opens up a new pool of options for Kentucky, even more so if it works out. And like I said, when when Cal was in, in Canada, and you mentioned this last week, his post-game interview talking about why don't I get every top prospect from Canada? Like, that's a recruiting pitch to that part of the world. But them going on an international stage and playing the way that they did was also another pitch. And then they come home and they send an assistant to Serbia to watch. And then a week later, you land him. Like that that's Kentucky flex in its power that it still has. So that's where you gotta you gotta give Kentucky I, I, any like a D plus. Get the heck out of here with that. Like that's how, how about Chuck Martin? Like, how about your first task? You arrive <laughs> like he hadn't even been on campus yet, and he was already at Peach Jam, you know, working that. Doesn't even leave Peach Jam. I talked to him at Peach Jam. He's like, I'm not even going home. I'm flying straight from here up to uh, up to Toronto for the trip. I'm not going to Lexington. I'm, I'm I'm going to meet the team in Toronto. He barely gets home. Keeps passport in hand. He basically just left his passport at, at the fr- at, at, in the kitchen on the uh, kitchen sink and picks it up on his way out. Goes straight to Serbia and then go gets a seven two freaking unicorn. Get the hell out of here, man! Like he's not even packed his bags yet. He maybe yeah. is now. He's celebrating while I'm packing his bags this morning. Probably it's probably what's happening. This is a really cool get from, you know, if it works, it's a home run, slam dunk, out of the park, grand slam. If he's not the, you know, if he can't hit his ceiling, you have Aaron Bradshaw to hit his ceiling. You have Ugana Yenso to continue to develop and hit his ceiling. You have, you now have all of the pieces necessary to, to field a very clear national title contender. You, if you were confident about this team going into Toronto, nothing about today's events should change that. If anything, it should uh, put that uh, under a microscope and expand it and explore it deep. Like y- your excitement should go from a nine out of 10 to a 35 out of 10 after this edition. Like if, if it hits, man, it's, it's going to be, a really, really fun ride, and we're we're excited to be a part of it, Sean. Really cool stuff. I, I apologize for having to wake you up in the in the fashion uh, that you did that I did this morning, and I, I apologize to Stephen, uh, who, who I had to do the same with. I had to break through his do not disturb to to get the show on the road, literally. So, 
it was it was worth it was worthwhile. I think. I didn't even look at who was calling. You, I just answered it, and you said good morning, sunshine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, saw the signal. So I opened my eyes, and I was like, up, oh, time to get my bird dogs on. But no, uh, some of these comments in the. It's cracking me up, all the people watching at work. And somebody's like, I need to go tell my boss the good news. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's good. I still had another hour of Do Not Disturb. <laughs> yeah, I think we saw it on your phone a minute ago, Stephen, when you put up the highlight. I think you could see it on the screen. So, no, this is great. We knew it was going to be something crazy. Like, there's a time difference there. But, hey, the good news. Waking up at 9, winning number 9. Here we are. Fans learn how to say Zvonimir Evisic sooner yeah. rather than later. He is a Kentucky Wildcat. We've had we over 500 ready. people in the stream at 9 a.m. Over 500 people at once. It's I, like all the, I, I like all the fans saying that they had to tell their boss who Evisic is this morning to explain why they're on the stream right now. <laughs> but you just got to understand that it's he's 7'2", he's from Croatia, he can shoot threes, like, look. You got just trying to talk through to your boss of why listening to us morons is necessary at 930 in the morning on, on a Tuesday. But hey, that's that's what we're all here for. We we figured this would be a, a you know, while the excitement's high to knock this out. Now, we, we usually go in the afternoons and uh, we're, we're trying to get our set schedule of Tuesday nights to as kind of our sources say afternoons, evenings. So um, we kind of had to just adjust on the fly when you have. Ivicic announcing his commitment at midnight. I think I think if he was midnight Croatia time, 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. our time, whatever it was, the time difference really made that through that one a wrench into things on that one. But uh, we made it through. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners. Uh, Moonshine Mafia says 10 p.m. Uh, his time. So we got international listeners uh, listeners on here uh, as Kentucky is expanding its international horizons. Our fans are kind of going international to us. So we appreciate uh, each and every one of them. Sean, let's go on and get out of here. Exciting morning, exciting stuff. Uh, Zvonimir Avisic is a Kentucky Wildcat. Where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. Find me on Twitter as well, at JackPilgrimKSR. Reach out to me via email, JPilgrim at KentuckySportsRadio.com. With that, we'll be back next time for the Jam Pack Sources Say Podcast. We will see you then. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.